Welcome to Sports Nut Central. We're nuts about sports. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this interview has been only about six years in the making uh, with <laughs> Mr. Uh, Justin Shug here, Niagara Falls native. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, boys. Obviously have Kevin St. Jean, a.k.a. Jeaner, with us. And you guys played ball hockey. We just talked about this off camera. What was it, 25 years ago or something like that? <laughs> yeah, probably 20 years ago at least. Yeah, me and a couple of the boys used to beat up on Jeaner all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that'll have to be like a side interview for later. Yeah, their team definitely spanked ours a bunch. <laughs> so, Justin, let's start with your early, early days of ice hockey. So, when did you first realize, or maybe your family, or your team, your coaches realized that you had some potential uh, to go, you know, obviously into junior B, then into, you know, eventually the pro leagues. But how did you realize, or when did you realize you had the, the talent for it? Uh, I think it when we started, like when I played host league, me and my sister were on the same team. And uh, I was playing up two years when I was younger in host league. And uh, eventually as I grew, um, there was a rule named the Justin Shug rule. And uh, it was, you could only score three goals a game in house league. So after scoring a bunch of, bunch of goals, you could uh, the next season only score three goals a game. So I learned, had to learn how to pass the puck. <laughs> so you had, you had to, they created a rule after you? Yeah. Well, um, so it would have been, before I started playing travel, which would have been in grade four. So before that, um, my last two years of host league, it was called the Justin Shug rule and you could only score three goals. Well, you know, you have some skill or talent when they name a rule after you. That's pretty, that's a revelation for me. I did not know that. So, um, did you <laughs> those were the early days. So Justin, you mentioned uh, fourth grade. That was the first time I ever remember meeting you was when I was in fourth grade with your brother, Ryan Shug. And all I remember is seeing your little face in grade four. You kind of, I said, hi to you. You looked at me and then you kind of just looked away. And then that was it for like 15 years. I didn't see you again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When I was younger, I was, uh, I was a very shy person and uh, <laughs> not too many words came out of my mouth. That's for sure. <laughs> my memory's like an elephant man I can't, I can't remember last week but I'll remember 20 years ago so I had to share that with you but so fast forwarding up here to uh your junior hockey days man um I think Niagara would have loved to see you play for the Ice Dogs we never got that chance but you had the opportunity to play in three straight Memorial Cups winning two of the three just tell us what that experience was like uh it's made lifelong friendships um i mean we still have a group chat that is being updated and messages are coming you know maybe once twice a week and uh there's still about 15 of us that still keep in touch so um to go through that experience with a group of guys and go through that adversity and uh figure out that you have such a prolific hockey club and something special it uh it definitely created lifelong friendships. Well, what was it like 
um, after your back-to-back Memorial Cup run, what was it like getting the call that you were going to Mississauga knowing they were hosting and you were getting a, getting a chance for the hat-trick in Memorial Cups? I remember I was playing um, Usher's Creek uh, with a buddy of mine, and I get a phone call from Warren Reichel. And not what I expected. I thought that we were going to have a pretty good chance to actually win again in Windsor. We had quite a few guys coming back and a couple NA guys that were on the cusp of playing in the NHL. And Windsor did really well that year. They lost in the Eastern or the Western Conference final. But uh, when I got that phone call, a really good friend of mine, Mark Canton, and I got traded together. And... Uh, we lived together there. We, we kind of took what we had um, fired up in Windsor and tried to bring that attitude and that fire to Mississauga. And Dave Cameron was great to me. He put me in a, in a role where I could sell as a player and as a leader. And we were just one inch away from, from winning again. You're obviously a Niagara guy, but what was that like even coming into play at the old Jack in St. Catharines uh, with, with your teams? Oh, I, I loved playing Niagara. Uh, one of my best buddies, Alex Friesen, uh, played on Niagara. And obviously, two different careers. Um, he got to play at home. I was always away. And uh, in junior, I never really had a big summer either because we, we did so well. Um, and I would have loved to play in Niagara, but I have, again, met great people in the game. And the game's been great to me. I have, like friends and billets that uh that Danielle and I have grown to love in Windsor too so I it's like a second home my wife is from Windsor um so it's uh playing junior hockey in Windsor has been and shaped my life really so tell us quickly what the experience of being drafted by the Carolina Hurricanes was like okay um so the draft was in Los Angeles um my dad, mom, and I went down with my billet, um, who my billet today has been like a second father to me. And uh, obviously you go through the combine as a young kid and you get these gruesome interviews uh, that you have with NHL clubs. Some had uh, drill sergeants in there, others had psychologists, and some have written tests that you're doing. And then on top of it, I actually had uh, shingles during the NHL combine and my, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything really with my left shoulder. And at the time we just went on a, on, on the mem cup run in Brandon. And then we went on a team trip and I came back. So I wasn't in the best shape and I had shingles, which <laughs> not a good combo. And um, so I go through all this process and end up in LA and had a feeling and ranked probably in the second or third round and sitting there and watching the second and third round as a young player sucked. It was, uh, it was mentally draining, uh, very emotional, but when you do see your name get called, I'll tell you, it's a, uh, it's a great feeling to know that a lot of your hard work and success has paid off. Yeah. Justy, I remember actually reading about that, about how, you know, your mom and dad were trying to keep you calm while you're waiting for your, name to be called I can only imagine uh the again the emotional roller coaster ride that must have been my mom's been a very emotional person in my life she's been a rock and um she's emotionally she's she's taught me a lot and uh 
she's she's a tough person too she's a tough cookie um born and raised in italian so <laughs> like anybody that knows italians from niagara falls they can be hard <laughs> well i won't i won't even follow that up with a comment no um i will <laughs> i will say also that she is one of the finest hygienists of all time because your mom i had the pleasure of her cleaning my teeth while you were <laughs> just after you made your nhl appearance but um, tell us about what it was like first going into, into training camp, because I remember reading in the Niagara Falls Review, you were scoring goals on Cam Ward, your first few shots were going in, and then, you, and then from what I read, you couldn't score on him again after. Is this, is this true? Uh, yeah, my first couple shots on Cam Ward at, at my first NHL training camp went quite well, and I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. And uh, I mean, once you get to that level, players are so talented. Um, and think the game so well that you got to be able to keep up and you have to be consistent. And uh, yeah, Cam Ward's actually a great guy and, and we, he's joked around with me, but I didn't really have a great, uh, great career with the Carolina Hurricanes. So I never got to know him too great, but there was a couple times during training camps, the older guys would uh, host parties and get all 50 guys together. And Wardo was, one of those guys where he got uh, a Mexican food truck to his house and uh, he fed the whole team, um, had some drinks together and, and tried to create that bond within an organization. So I don't have anything but good things to say about Cam Ward. Now you were the leading scorer on the Charlotte Checkers, which of course is the farm team for the Carolina Hurricanes. What was that like playing for the Checkers? Uh, I, I know that it wasn't the show and a lot of guys want to make that leap, which you did of course but what was that like playing for the checkers yeah i touched on it a little bit before it's it's the american hockey league is uh it's a tough league it's it's emotionally and mentally draining when like i said before when you're fighting with guys to not only play in the nhl but to win hockey games it, it can definitely put your mind into a little bit of a pretzel um but charlotte as a city and the ownership group in charlotte is fantastic um like i I enjoyed my stay there and watched the city grow tenfold while I was there. And it was a great place to learn about actually racism. It was uh, obviously living in the Southern US, it, it taught me a lot about um, what it was like to actually go into a place and be the only white person. And uh, I still feel those emotions today, which I never got to feel living in Canada, right? Like we don't ever think about that as, as a child or you go to school and it didn't matter what color your skin was or what you look like. Um, so I'll, I'll never forget going to the East side of Charlotte and uh, feeling that. I have to ask you a bit of a tough question here because you did have the experience of, you know, being coached by Bill Peters and we all saw what happened with him. Is there anything you can tell us about what that experience was like playing under him? Uh, obviously going through training camps, you're with them. Um, and then, yeah, my short stint in the NHL, but, he was, uh, he was brief. He was to the point. He was direct. I never was there to see any abuse. But, um, I, I mean, like, again, like as a coach or an athlete or anyone at that level, like you have to be confident in yourself. And when I was there, he did him. And uh, he was a very to the point type of person. Um, and I, I don't really have much information on him, to be honest. <laughs> I wish I had more for you. Well, that's okay. I mean, uh, I just was curious if you had seen anything that kind of, you know, 
raised hairs for you. But I mean, again, that situation has been, you know, taken care of and we're still going to work forward for more equality and change hockey culture, I think is the big thing there. Now we got to fast forward to where you're playing right now, which is in Europe. You're playing for in Germany. You've played in Finland. You've played all over Europe right now. You got to tell us, like, I've seen some videos on YouTube. The hockey over there looks crazy exciting, man. Tell us about what it's been like playing in Europe. Uh, each country is different. Um, yeah, playing in and out of Russia my first year was was a great experience um, to see, you know, a different major country that uh, has such a big impact on the world to play there. And, and obviously, as a North American, you stereotype Russia, right? And uh, there's a lot of beautiful places in Russia. Um, you know, there's a lot of good food. There's a lot of nice little cities on, uh, on the ocean, whether it's the Black Sea in Sochi or, um, you know, you go out east to a couple places where you could eat fish eggs for days. Um, that takes takes my career into Germany. And I, I really, I love Germany, to be honest. It's it's a great country to live in. The the fan base there is is really unique, and they almost model how they chant and cheer after the Bundesliga. And um, Germans do a lot of things really good, really great. Um, you know, they make great beer. They have great transportation. The medical care is great, and the hockey's growing. Um, you know, like playing for Red Bull last year, the amount of money and time and effort they put into advanced stats and individual skills is impressive it's 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 almost like basically on an nhl level and then yeah finishing in finland uh each place that i've lived with my wife it's shaped who we are you learn so many different little cultural things that you can take with you forever and uh it's a place like canada where you might only have a good good couple months a year and then you're in the snow and the in the darkness for for 60% of the year-ish, and uh, they embrace the cold there. I mean, saunas are, are part of their culture. Um, even, like, night walks in the snow, like something you would never see in Canada where people are just buzzing in the snow, like, with poles just walking to get the clean, fresh, crisp air. And if you saw someone doing that down the street, everyone would take a video and be like, what, what are they doing, you know? So with that, I saw a video on YouTube it might have been the Finnish league here where, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, you were, you were like kind of doing this after game celebration. You had scored a goal. You're like kind of shaking your gloves. And then the, the whole crowd just starts like chanting like crazy. So you to tell me what yeah. that was like. Yeah. And uh, so in Germany and in, and in Finland, you have, if you win, if you win home games, the fans uh, want that interaction with the players. So it's kind of like, hey, you came to support us. Now show us that you show us as a as a team that you can come out here and acknowledge like what we're doing for you, and uh, it it just creates that balance between um, having that six man where you actually they feel and we feel like we're working together, and then you celebrate after um, together. And uh, yeah, that that's actually really cool part that you don't see in North America is the fan interaction after the game. And uh, it mainly only happens at home games, obviously. But if the fan base does come on the road and there's a big fan base, you'll do it on road games as well. With that said, you see the NHL's return to play with no fans. What do you think it'd be like playing in Europe after experiencing that fan interaction 
playing in those buildings without any fans. I was just looking at it and I'm like, I couldn't imagine playing there with like the feeling of trying to play in the NHL playoffs to win the Stanley cup and nobody being in there. Like there's no home ice advantage. It's definitely a, probably a weird feeling for a lot of these guys, especially some that have families that are in this bubble now that don't get to see newborns or children and, and watch some of their family grow. And yeah, you're sharing space with multiple teams and guys. It's uh, it's definitely untouched territory but as a player I've played enough games in the American Hockey League where there's not many guys in stands or women in the in the stands so you play in those dead buildings and it's not fun that's for sure. (laughs) So speaking of having babies Justin uh, you and your wife just gave birth uh, to your daughter Uh, that's (laughs) one of the reasons we had to postpone this interview also so just tell us what it's like being a dad and this whole experience you're taking in yeah very emotional um and and she's obviously changed my life forever and uh like I said to you guys off camera uh, I never understood what a birthday was and why your parents love you so much until you actually have your own um but she's a great eater great sleeper she's been great to us right now and uh I'm just trying to enjoy every minute because when I keep talking to young parents, old parents, doesn't matter who it is. It just seems like the time continues to fly by and you always ask yourself where to go. Like, so I'm just trying to appreciate every second, every minute with her. Junior, Junior, you can relate right now. You guys just had a baby girl not too long ago. So you guys could maybe exchange uh, advice perhaps. Yeah. uh, He's right. When he says, you know, time flies, like I think she's almost six months already and it, feels like last week we were in the hospital with her so time certainly does fly and I was lucky enough to be home during the pandemic to watch her grow her first six months which a lot of fathers don't get the opportunity to do but it's uh it's definitely life-changing for sure yeah that's one uh that's one thing I was telling my wife I'm like I couldn't imagine being in North America where uh, giving birth is very underappreciated. You see a lot of guys that continue to play or aren't allowed to actually be with their wife while she's giving birth, which in the NHL, it happens often. And it seems like that's normal Um, where in Europe it's, it's different. I mean, you, you get a game or two off when your wife gives birth. And like you said, Gina, I was just appreciated and, and soaked it all in that I could be here and, be there to support my wife because I mean I mean they go to war you know like it's it's traumatic for them right yep certainly is (laughs) so Justin we want to uh end and I was hoping I could have this clip playing right now for you but we are going to edit this in uh to the interview for our our viewers to see and yourself of course too what we have here is uh footage from your first shift in the NHL uh, with the Carolina Hurricanes, of course, at the Bell Center, which was just the most surreal experience for me. Just knowing you, probably uh, vicariously living my my dream through you, it was the <laughs> craziest experience. And uh, what we have here, Justin, I want to take you through the video. It will be playing as we do this here. We see you getting off the plane, arriving in Montreal, tying up your skates, and then jumping on the ice for your first shift where you have an interaction with Brandon Prust. I do believe you have a collision with him, uh, a check with Andre Markov, my 
favorite all-time Montreal Canadian. And then, of course, uh, you continue through your first shift. And if you just want to maybe take us through, uh, you know, your first NHL game from the time you get off the plane until the end of the night. Okay. Um, are you going to play the clip and you want me to kind of talk about it or you just want me to go through it right now? Well, I would love to be showing you this clip as we speak, but just a bit of a technological issue with the computer here. So this will be playing while you're talking about it. Okay. Um, but uh, if you want to maybe just take us through in your memory as best as you can, what that first shift uh, on NHL ice was like. Uh, man, bringing up a lot of emotions. Um, yeah. So being able to fly with the team right away and be able to get into Raleigh and fly with the team was a great experience. Being able to practice and travel with the team instead of just meeting them. Um, so my first game, I warmed up as usual and just was confident in myself to go out there and play a good hockey game. And uh, I was in this, I was in the, I usually take a shower before the game and uh, Eric Stahl was in there at the time. And uh, I said, Stahlzy, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm just warming up the body, buddy, just warming up the body. And uh, so just to see someone like that, so relaxed, that's played so many games in the NHL. Um, kind of just gave me a little bit of uh, a chance to just take a deep breath and, and realize like, okay, this is going to happen for real. And then uh, obviously getting ready for the game, ready to go. And uh, yeah, I do remember hitting Andre Markov and giving Presty a little bump. But um, to be honest, what I found so cool to play in Montreal was uh, how intelligent the fan base was. It, uh, it just seemed like as a player, when you were doing something or a small detail of the game was happening, they knew exactly when to cheer or exactly when to be silent. And uh, to say that the Bell Center is electric, it, it really is. I, I still remember to this day, this is what's funny, is like a, a, not even a week after your first game, I bump into your sister Kaylee, who came to see one of my local theater shows. And she was like, you were just glowing. <laughs> at the end of that game yeah it was it was special all my family was able to come um and we were able to celebrate that moment in my life together and, and hockey's kind of always been one thing where as our family grows older and gets bigger and grows apart hockey was that one um stability where all of our family would be able to see each other and yeah it was it was great that they could all come and support me and yeah s still glowing from that day that's for sure Okay, so I'm going to let you guys take over this one here. Uh, Justy just brought up a story about a one-timer in, in ball hockey from Jeaner years ago. You guys go ahead. I just remember Jeaner just always tickling the clouds in Milik hockey, and, and he was just always ripping them all the time. didn't matter where he was. He was just trying to score from everywhere, just one-timer. Yeah, 20 years later, nothing's changed. Getting the <laughs> spot in the top of the circle like Ovi, and someone give me the ball. <laughs> we want to be standing in front of that that's for sure no no he's still tearing up the ball hockey rink behind the counter and in front of the counter on the rink uh, is Jeter <laughs> so <laughs> looking after the uh, many leagues that are of course run through the Niagara Ball Hockey Club all right Justin so you were this close man to your first NHL goal and we won't give Bernie a hard time we, he's gone through enough with the whole Mandela thing but this close and Bernier took away your first NHL goal at home. I can still hear the crowd just 
anticipating your first NHL goal. Just tell us what that was like to at least get, have gotten so close. Well, thanks for throwing a dagger in me there, eh? <laughs> no, I can, uh, I can replay a couple chances that I had to score. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't have a puck to put up on the wall in, uh, in the man cave. But to replay that memory goes back to a couple nights before in the American League. We were in Texas, exact same play. And when you get a puck there as a player, you can either one-time it or catch it, cradle it, and roof it. So uh, in Texas, I went to one-time it, just a little bit of a difficult one-timer, but if you get it up 12 inches, it's a goal. And uh, in Texas, one-timed it, and I hit the side of the net. And I was like, you know what? Same play. I'm going to cradle it, go cheese, and uh, (laughs) cradled it, didn't go 12 inches, Slid along the ice, and uh, yeah, he took away another golden opportunity I had to score in the NHL. And if I would have scored that goal, who knows where the career goes, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd almost say no regrets, though, because you seem to really love playing in Germany uh, right now is where you're you're stationed. So what does the future look like for Justin Shug as a professional hockey player over in Europe? Touching back on that, the game has been great to me, been great to my family and the path in my 10 years pro, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's the game. The game's been great to me. Um, right now uh, with COVID sports is, is a mess. And uh, in a country like Germany or Austria where hockey isn't uh, high up on the totem pole, let's say um, there's no real, um, future date for any of those leagues to start where in Sweden, Finland, where it's more of a hockey Mecca and there's TV deals. They have a little bit of a a blueprint on what's going to happen, but still unsure. So it's a patient waiting game and everyone's in the same boat with this pandemic. So no need to feel sorry for me. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Justy. Again, this was a interview that was a long time in the making um and we just obviously wish you the best you're a niagara falls guy uh someone we've been rooting for since the time you were a young kid to the time you got drafted by the carolina hurricanes now still playing pro now you're a dad you got lots of great things uh going for you so thanks so much for taking the time for us my man thanks for having me on gentlemen sports nuts central we're nuts about sports